0: Hear the Holy Gospel. Blessed is he who comes in the O Lord of hosts. Bless, O oh Lord, the reading of the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. Savior and King of us all, Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, to Him be the glory forever. Amen. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you down on the who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak. Do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over what we put into your bosom. For the same measure that you will use, it will be measured back to you. to have Abuna Makarios visiting us from Maryland. Abuna Makarios is serving in Maryland in the diocese of Bishop Karas. And he is the father of uh, Joy Hanna and father-in-law of David. So we're blessed to have them blessed to have him with us. And uh, we'll hear the sermon and the words of the Holy Spirit on the mouth of Abuna Makarios. Thank
1: you. I thank you um, Yusuf, I thank you for, for allowing me to come and pray with you and also thank Abuna Theodore for the blessing of having me to be with you. Um, so name of Father and Son, Holy Spirit, one God amen. So our subject today, according to what we have read from the gospel, is our God is a generous God. And we are all called to be please allow me to uh, to be called generous like him. So today the reading was from the Gospel of Camden St. Luke, from verse 27 to 38. And we will focus only today on the uh, four of the verses that he, uh, we have <coughs> heard. And that's 27 when he, it's about the loving of, of our enemies, which is always a hard subject. But he says this, but to you who are listening and Jesus is trying to make them pay attention to what he is saying. Forget your prejudice and everything and start to listen to me. He says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give everyone who asks you and every and anyone takes what belongs to you do not demand it back. And then the f- fourth, first is the golden rule which do not do to others what you don't want others to do to you. So there are four requests here we'll go through and we'll, st- uh, we'll uh, to understand uh, what is God wants by that from us and how to be generous and what is what his meaning, what is the significance of that request, which seems hard but what is the request, significance of that to us. So God is a, good, is a, is a generous God. We know that because of what all the creation that he has created, it's very generous in, in what he created so that's for us to, to enjoy. And also because of his salvation so in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and how much had what kind of generosity is that to give your only begotten son that whoever believes should not perish but have everlasting life and the last verse of what we have read today is that give and it will be given to you a good measure pressed down shaken together and running over will be poured in your lap for with the measure it use it will be measured back to you. So uh, he is when you when a merchant wants to be good to to, to his, his selling they used to have a measure if you want to buy wheat. So in order to give him a larger amount of a quantity of the wheat, he would like tap it down so that get the air out and get it. and then after he puts it he would bring some more and presses on it some more and then eventually he would bring somewhere that it would overflow so he's very generous and so that's how God is with us and generous with us in his giving generous in his salvation and everything and he wants us to be like that too so when he comes tells love your enemies it's a big hurdle because for us it's how can I love the enemy how can I love my enemy it's a very hard thing for us it's implying both affection and intimacy, that I love, means love. What does Jesus my by, mean by love your enemies? In the Greek word in, used in the gospel is agapau or agapi, which is a kind of love. Is a, yeah, it is an attitude of positive regard towards other people by which I wish for their well-being. So that's what it means. Love means I wish for the, the well-being of others. This is the love what God has for us. He also wishes for our well-being. And, and He does not ask anything back from us. Can we give Him anything to, for, to pay Him for, our, for His love? He can, there is nothing else. So and when, he, when He gives us love, He is really giving it without any expectations, unconditional love. God gives every person to experience that love without, without exception. Everybody gets from his love. God wishes the fullest well-being of every single person. That love is often not returned. It is often even rejected and ignored. And in the par- parable of the prodigal son, the father continued to go out looking for his son to come back. The father continued to love his son. Jesus did the same on the cross with the people who were kneeling him on the cross. And while our Lord Jesus prayed for them, for their being forgiven, that they might come to a realization of such what they were doing wrong. He was forgiving them, asking that God, they would know, return and know what they were doing. And in this sense, loving our enemies seems altogether Reasonable, because it is, and it is only thing to do to help the so-called enemies. We don't have enemies. Christians don't don't hate, but it's sometimes that it's, there are people who are annoying us or want to harm us, and but we want to help them to come to God, and so that's either we fight them, and then we lose them, and then the world will be full of wars, or. We, we try to win them back, and that's what Jesus prayed on the cross for those who crucified him so that he would would gain the gain them uh, to his kingdom. What can we do to help them? We by asking the question, I have turned from the focus from myself to them, instead of focusing on my hurt. What can I do to help them? I have turned to them so to see what I can and uh, do to, for them to help them, and. Uh, And this is what God is expecting from us to be like him and love like him. And as usual, the Christian has two wings, like to fly. The first wing is the struggle, what I do on my part. And the other wing is the grace of God, which is given to me uh, by the Holy Spirit. So in order for me to love, it's a hard thing, but what can I do? there are things that I can force myself to do I can start to uh, smile at their face I can start to help to uh, pray for them and so these are what Jesus gave us the guideline to do, do good to those who hate you it means like to try forcefully to do something good to them help them and when they need help I will give them the help and bless them those who curse you to Talk about uh, them in an appropriate way, sometimes like I, I can say they are, they are nice and they are good, but there might be things that I can at least not talk to God and talk about them in a bad way. Uh, there was a story about a like a monk that meets the, the priest of the idols, and he uh, he wanted to to praise him and tell him, you are you're active, you're energetic, you're good in, in doing things. So he was able to find something good to, to tell him to to, to love him back. Pray for those who are spitefully use you. We ask the blessing of God for them and for their families. And do I do all that altogether? Although I am still carrying hurt in my heart? Yes. I will still try force myself to do it because that's my part of the, of the deal that I, I force myself to bless them, to pray for them to ask for their, their own good and this is a struggle but on, on the other hand after that God will give me grace he will put in my heart to be able to, to love them actually to will empower me that I won't be able to carry any hatred for them in my heart and that will come through the grace. But it's always these two parts that have to go together. The, my struggle, my, wo- my heart, my work, and the Holy Spirit that will, will give me. The second one after this, love your enemies, is to him who strikes, slaps you on one of the cheek, offer the other. And it's always taken. It says, do not fight in Matthew. Explain, the book of Matthew explains it a little better. It says, it says, Do not fight evil with evil, but to him who strikes you, uh, uh, do not fight him back. Uh, Jesus, he didn't, when he, the, the slave at the time of his uh, uh, trial struck him on the face. He didn't give him the other check They told him, "Why are you striking me?" So we are not to strike, uh, meaning not to be subject to for people to to uh, hurt us without going and asking for our rights. We are not to do that. I have I have right. I go and ask for it uh, in the right in the lawful way. But uh, but I, I should not like, uh, uh, not uh, not allowing them just to, to slap me on the face. That's not what what the verse is saying. But if, if he says <coughs> if I have a right, I should ask for it. But if I'm in a strong position to go and uh, get my right, but then I would let him uh, let it go, just for the sake of a peace of mind or for sake of having peace between me and that person, then out of my st- strong position, I'm, I'm allowing that to go. There are five levels to deal with that. Either in, either people would fight, if they, get got hurt, they would fight with even worse evil, or return with evil, like an eye for an eye, as they used to say in the Old Testament, and a tooth for a tooth, or return the evil with less evil, or do not return evil at all, or the better position would be return evil with good deed. And as I get closer to the Holy Spirit, I will be able to get to this highest level. What is the wisdom of God in this command? I should have pity on this person doing the evil because he is subject to going to hell. If he is doing wrongful things like that, then he is subject to be, to be going to hell. I should try to give him an excuse that he is driven by the devil. And so if I, if I receive the evil by good, then I am stopping the evil from spreading and defeat the devil and stop him from destroying people's life. That's what the devil wants to do. And that's how wars started. By... So one nation doing something and the other one will return and poor war has started. <clears throat> if I am doing that for the sake of fulfillment, God's commandment, the Holy Spirit will help me to do that without hesitation. So, in this second one, I am trying, I have won my best brother to Christ if I, if I try to get him to, to, to stop doing evil. The third one is from him who takes away your cloak. Do not withhold your tonic. And in Matthew also says, if he, if he wants to sue you to take away your tonic, let him have your cloak. And the people used to wear two things: the robe and the inside. Uh, but he said, even if he wants to take the is suing you to take the, your robe, give him the tonic as well. That means that I'm end up back with, with nothing is that a reasonable thing for it is it is exactly the idea is that i hold nothing to be holding to nothing in this earth abraham was gotten into a a, a a conflict with lot over the land but because abraham wanted to keep the peace between abraham and lot he said let take what you want and and i will go to the other side but i will keep the peace so it is many times <clears throat> that we, we try to win the, 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 the person to uh, and keep peace instead of, of, whole, of fighting over things because then uh, he is more important than the materialistic things. And the fourth one is give to everyone who asks you and from him who takes away your good do not ask them back someone taking away my things that does not belong to me look at this example a rich if we, if we look at the, a rich billionaire and someone comes and to steal from him like 10000 dollars 10000 I mean, dollars is it's a big, a big amount of money but he's a billionaire you think he will lose sleep if someone stole 10000 from him and he has these billions of dollars of course, it's nothing to him, and so we are uh, said like we are rich in Christ. We have a etern- promise eternal life, and so this world with all its riches, it's nothing to us. <clears throat> so I will choose to bear the loss and, and to win my brother to Christ over these things uh, that I better less like. So I will. My goal in all these four things is to win and get uh, others, those who hate me and yes, or who are doing wrong things and do, trying to steal from me. What is the way to get them to Christ? What is the way to, for them to gain eternal life? And that's the wisdom of God that He's trying to... If I, love, I love all people, those who love me, but what about those... Who are doing wrong things to me. How can I be generous and and give them love so that I win them to Christ? As Christ on the cross he also prayed for them in order for them to realize the wrong things. And in doing that it becomes like logically to to do uh, to pursue ways in order to forgive others. If If I'm doing that it is uh, It is not just a command, but we are getting in this passage, but also the litmus paper to test us how far we have been transferred, formed by the Holy Spirit. This month is the month we have been this studying or reading every Sunday about how the Holy Spirit changes our life. And so it is and in 1 in John, we know that you have been, you have... Passed from death to life because you're of the brethren. So if the Holy Spirit have changed us and we are, uh, then we start. you will start to move us. If we have not started to to get to this point where we are, we're caring for the others who are lost, and try to follow this this passage that we have to to uh, to to love those who hate us in order to. To uh, win them to Christ, then probably the, the, we 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 haven't started life. And in summary, so in loving all people, not just the ones that love us, but also the ones that hates us, and annoy us, for the sake of winning their souls to Christ. And it's through this generosity that. That brings fullness of blessing. And this is a proof that we are being transformed by the Holy Spirit and have been transferred from death to life because we love the bread. And glory be to God forever. And ever.